Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, wonderful, not-at-all-evil co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Totally not evil. Not even a little bit. Now with that, is that a baseball shirt? It is a baseball shirt. Doesn't get any more not evil than baseball. Because how will anybody know LA sports teams are good at sports? I'm telling you, because of the rights, Alex. If I don't wear a championship shirt every time they win one. That's right. LA won... Uh, Multiple this. Year. Yes, yes. I'm working. If uh, if anyone has any connects for the uh, Dos Angeles shirt in an XL, Dos Angeles, get at me. Let me know. I can't find it in XL. <laughs> this is every album ever. The podcast <laughs> where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. It's a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today we will be discussing Emperor absolutely if you want to help us and support us please subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever apple Podcasts, spotify leave five-star ratings reviews you know whatever tell your friends uh i guess and you can follow me on instagram at pope jesse ventura as well as alex at mother puncher uh along with 99 of all of our episodes there will be a spotify playlist there should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching uh and if you want to join our, join our patreon for bonus episodes, you know, exclusive stuff, early episodes, all that good stuff. You can do that at patreon.com slash every album ever. But do not feel obligated, although it would be nice. But don't feel obligated. But it would be nice. But don't. Unlike I'm sorry. The, unlike this music, <laughs> which is not nice. Not nice. Not, not nice. nice. Uh, so we're talking about Emperor. Uh, this I was excited to, to do this. Much like uh, Celtic Frost, yeah. where I had no idea, I really wanted to hear them, never mm -hmm. got around to it, and this is the perfect excuse. Same. I never, like, never listened to them before, so. Well, black metal is one of those genres where I'm, I'm so fascinated by uh, conceptually and historically, mm -hmm. but every time I, I can't find the right it's mood. Hard. It's a hard genre. It's, it's a, fucking it's a, hard. It's a very... Abrasive. It's abrasive, Alex. It's very abrasive. Uh, and Emperor, uh, pretty beloved. They helped pioneer the genre, pretty much. Yeah, as well as uh, some other genres, like symphonic. Symphonic black metal, yep, yep. yep. Uh, okay. I like, I like Emperor. I'm on the fence. On the fence. It's really bizarre. Like, Why is it bizarre? Oh, that, like, I like Celtic Frost. Yeah. But then, like this, I'm like, oh man, interesting. I'm, I'm really confused. I, I just feel confused yeah, after listening yeah, to this because I like this and I don't like Celtic Frost yeah. at all, at all. <laughs> and it's it's like it's a f interesting thing because like they sound exactly like what I thought they would sound like, except it works for me. Uh, and I usually don't care for black metal. Uh, I like elements of black metal more than the, the genre itself. Mm -hmm. Like I like the shrieks and I like the mood and I like the coldness and the really ugliness of everything. But something about it always feels really, very uh, messy and and too too even too garagey for me. Usually, there's uh, production issues where there's. I think there's probably even like black metal fans who are like, "Oh, if it they, doesn't yeah. sound like trash, it's not." Yeah, some of the pioneers of the the genre feel that way, and they were emperor was sort of part of that second wave of black metal and in, in Norwegian black metal. If you've ever heard of Norwegian black metal, you know exactly what comes with that documentaries, movies made about it, books, uh, it's fucking gnarly. We're going to talk about probably all of it. Uh, because oddly enough, 
most of those second wave of black metal bands are still around. Like it's, strangely. It's really weird. Like, um, yeah, I, there's still a few movies I want to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, seen like the big black metal documentary. Yeah. What's it called again? Uh, was that until the light takes us? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I remember I saw that as well. Uh, really liked it. Hated who made it because i mean it just it's it felt like a like an amateur kind of production uh but i mean i liked everything that was in it and the uh, it was a heavily featured fun from dark throne who's like the most likable dude in all of of black metal in all of black metal <laughs> and most of metal i think because he's like yeah. he's a really genuine dude he's just a regular guy but also Alan, did you ever hear about his uh his array foray sorry into politics no it's the best i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up yeah look it up um before you say anything i have to explain it was for some kind of city council position and uh it was like Someone asked him if you want to do it. He would be like, you know, on a list, basically. Like, if this person drops out, if this person drops out, then then you'll be on the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, yeah, f- whatever. Sure, I guess. I mean, I figured I'd be like a millionth in line. And then everyone dropped out. And suddenly he was up for election. So his campaign posters were a photo of him, you know, with the full long hair and beard, holding his cat with the words on on the poster that said, please don't vote for me. And he got elected. Holy shit. Yeah. Because he's the best. Uh yeah, there's like a whole article about it. There's and, a lot of them. Yeah, and Loudwire. If you, I'll read. If you just look after. at the, go to images. Okay, I'll, I'll post an image uh, on the video. Um, it's, it's it's wonderful. So he's heavily featured in that doc. But two years ago, 2018, they made a feature movie. Yes, I still need to watch that. Same. Uh, from Rory Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's little brother, is the uh, plays. Uh, Euronymous from Mayhem. Yeah. And uh, the movie is based mostly around Mayhem. Uh, if you know Black Metal, you know Mayhem. That's a great poster. It's great, right? That. Yeah. Awesome. So that movie was was made off of a book that was released in like 95, which documented the entire Norwegian Black Metal scene. And the thing is like... Lords of Chaos. Lords of Chaos. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that book is like the main reference for all the stories because mm-hmm. the authors really did their homework and then i was reading like criticism of the book and it's like completely unfounded criticism i think it's like a legit researched book and then uh a mr varg virkin is or whatever the hell, hell burzum burzum fuck that dude do, so anybody who doesn't know Bur- burzum burzum i think it's burzum um it's uh the pioneering black metal band it's one dude his name is varg virkin. i'm gonna look it up because i can't pronounce uh norwegian our norwegian friends are gonna yell at us uh yeah, Vicar, Vickerness, Vickerness. Uh, he's a notorious dude. Um, he's a murderer. Notorious neo-Nazi. I think he's, yeah, he's a lot of, he's everything. He's everything bad. He's super, super racist. He's a murderer. He's convicted like murderer. Opposite of uh, Fritz. Or- uh, Von Ries. Yeah. yeah. Also, he's a big old nerd. The worst thing of all. Yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a giant Tolkien nerd. No, obviously, that's not the worst thing of all, unless you're, you know, one of those people who hates Tolkien. But uh, he was like, he's always the first person you hear of criticizing the documentation of the scene. Because like, mm. you weren't there. You don't know what it was like. You don't yeah. know what the real, the real true black metal was. And so, uh, so what happened was uh, I, I, out of morbid curiosity, uh, I decided 
to read his review Ooh. of the book, Lords of Chaos. Yeah. I will tell you all, it is wonderful. It is, first of all, it's it's a manifesto. It's not a review. Uh, well, <laughs> does he write anything that's not a manifesto? I don't think so. Yeah. It's super lengthy, okay, for one. It's very long. And he, most of the... Uh, the things that he's criticizing, like for not, you know, being, he's calling them liars and it's just completely inaccurate and poorly researched. The things that he's criticizing are things like in the book, they said that we were inspired by venom. We were never inspired by venom. Only Euronymous liked venom. And even he <laughs> wouldn't talk about it to us. We hated venom. It's like, that's what you're criticizing. Yeah. That's very insignificant. It's hilarious. And then every, every other paragraph, he would just go on this tangent like he would start off with a point and then somehow halfway through it would just turn to this giant anti-semitic rant and it would just go on like wait hold on what did the jews have to do with anything here like it's just he's a he's a, he's a madman obviously and uh that's the that's basically what uh when it when it came to researching uh even emperor mm -hmm. he had like things where he was like yeah they started out you know they were part of us and then they changed their name and even their posers too he didn't say posers course, but, yeah. but he's implying you yeah. know the posers uh Imagine, I don't think so. Imagine being like 40, 50 years old, murderer, and you're going around calling people posers. Like. But he's like, he's an extreme Obviously. dude. He's he's a heavily Obviously. psychotic, not psychotic, but he's more of like a a lunatic. <laughs> he's just, he's a, he's, a, he's a lunatic. And nobody had, dude, because here's the thing. Uh, Birdsum released an album this year, officially Birdsum's last album. He said, mm. this is the last album. We're done. I mean, it's just one guy. However, I, and I want to talk about him. I want to talk because like, there's so many crazy things about this dude. It just sounds like a real bitch because those albums are long and there's a lot of them and they're really ambient and I've heard. Also, I don't want to give him money. No, no, no. They're all streaming. They're all streaming. Whoa. You're not going to, you're going to avoid listening to, I listen to his albums. Did you get over it, dude? No, like. Fuck that dude. He's I not getting much not, money. Not a penny. Uh. Yeah, no, fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna suggest we cover Bertram now, just because you said that. Uh, so this dude, uh, yeah. So I think him and Emperor are the only ones of like that scene. I think that have completely stopped. Uh, well, I think they're the the Emperor will play like sporadic shows here and there. Did they still perform? But they they even said that they won't, they're not no, gonna record. They're done recording. Done recording. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Vargmore because he made a fucking. RPG game. <laughs> There's so many things to talk about. It's fucking insane. I'm talking about it. He made a fucking sweat, like a, a full on D and D. You know the the. It, it was like crazy, like anti-Semitic D and D. It was insane. First of all, like I read a thing on it, and it's like the most convoluted. Uh, go no, like you couldn't even figure out how the rules work because there's just every little. It's like the most insanely badly indexed uh set of rules the whole book full of rules of this fucking this this rpg and then in the lore is just the most transparent one-to-one -one comparisons of anti-semitism and and anti-christian and anti-everything pretty much are uh, obviously uh promoting uh scandinavia uh scandinavia whatever it's like the most uh eurocentric crazy shit and it's like with these fantasy names over it but it's like it's clearly just a Christian you're talking about. What the hell are you talking? Like what? What? Yeah, it's not even remotely clever. No, or and he's not like. You could, it's also obvious he's not that good at speaking English because it's all broken too. Like it's just a fucking. It's a wonderful, hilarious, sadly not a joke. <laughs> 
kind of thing that exists in the world. But uh, Emperor, Emperor, they are definitely associated with the craziness of Norwegian black metal. Yes. Uh, ish. Isan, uh, I think it's Isan. He was part of all the church burning that happened. It was more actually no, it was um Samat. Oh, Samoth. sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, um, Samoth was part of all the the church bar- burning that happened in ninety uh, two. That you know, Lords of Chaos and all that documents. There's a lot of and then, interesting things. And then yeah, it's not a real Norwegian. A uh, death metal or black metal band, unless somebody murdered someone. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Hold on. Tease that. No, because what well, happened before the first? Dude, this is why it's yeah. important. This is this is this whole history is fucking fascinating. I did like a two day long deep dive on all this Holy stuff because I'm fa- I'm interested in this. Yeah. And it, it it's a double morbid curiosity for me because so the the, the Norwegian church burnings were like a big thing. It's what created. Uh, all the the buzz around black men. It's what made the the, mm-hmm. the scene a scene, and it all stemmed from the suicide of Dead from Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead was Mayhem's most famous singer, um, more or less. He's the guy who inv- pretty much invented corpse paint. He was the first one to start wearing yeah. corpse paint. Uh, he was heavily psychotic. Well, not psychotic. He was heavily deranged, and he had problems. Oh yeah. Do you, do you know anything about Dead? Uh, that's where, and then. Because it's been so long, but there's like all these stories about what really happened with like, oh, um, did they like, you know, take pieces of his body? Yes and no. Yes, yeah. yes and no. I did there, a lot of there's research. There's a lot of uh, myth. There's, there's, it, there's some myth. Yeah. So dead, uh, he was a weird guy. He would starve himself. Because uh, I think he believed ulcers made his voice sound better. Like, things like that. Yeah. Uh, he would bury his clothes um, for days at a time. And then when he was ready to perform, he'd put them on because he wanted to be surrounded by the essence of death. He was he was, he was, was completely dissociated. He had, yeah. like, a, an, I think they would actually diagnose him these days as with dissociative disorder. Because mm-hmm. he he didn't feel like he was alive. He always, like, imagined that his his veins, like, were frozen over. Like, he, always, he imagined himself as always being dead. He was, like, really psychotic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of self-mutilation on stage and off to the point where uh, members of the band would like, he, they'd be at a party and he'd just be like fucking cutting himself and they'd have to handcuff him and like leave him somewhere. Like, and then eventually uh, when, if it'd get too bad, they just drive him to like the fucking hospital or whatever and just like leave him there. Like, okay, dude, like we can't, Damn. he, he was like destructive and uh, eventually uh, he, he finally killed himself and I didn't, <laughs> it's so brutal too. Like he slid his wrists and his throat wrote a suicide note and then shot himself in the forehead with a shotgun. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the suicide note is pretty much, you know, confirming all the things like saying things like, you know, I was never truly alive kind of, kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And, uh, Euronymous from mayhem, this fucking psychopath, uh, he, he discovers the body. And the first thing he does was he leaves to go buy a camera. And it comes back and then takes photos of it, rearranges stuff, takes photos of it. And he called, uh, I think it's, what's the guys? I think it's Necro Butcher from Mayhem. I'm going to look it up just to be double check. Uh, the, the bass player, essentially. And Mayhem, 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 where the hell there is. Uh, the bass player, who I guess was either more normal. Uh, yeah, Necro Butcher. More normal or, or friends with dead. Because when he said... Oh yeah, uh, Dead did something really cool. He killed himself. 
And he's like, what? what the fuck are you talking about? And then he's like, yeah, no, I got these photos and everything. And he's like, don't even don't call me unless you destroy those photos. Like, I don't want to. And then eventually yeah. uh, the uh, Necrobutcher left the band because of the whole situation. He was like just so disgusted with how Euronymous responded to it. I uh, like using it as publicity, which he did. He definitely did. Uh, and that suicide spawned everything that from that suicide, uh, went, came the church burnings. Yeah. Uh, it came everything, it came all the chaos. It came the eventual murder of Euronymous by, by Varg. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and here's the, the part of my fascination with all this because I'm fucking psycho too. That the, the summer, the main summer that all those church burnings took place when I was born, summer ninety two, summer yeah. ninety two is when I was born, and I and also uh, some people in Sublime would say, mm-hmm. "Oh, did they in Sublime? Did they say summer nineteen ninety two? Where were you? I don't remember. Or ninety four? Do you I, do you remember actual Sublime quotes? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Holy shit! I, I try to block that episode out of my memory. But uh, the last thing about that that parallel I'll make is uh, the band Immortal. They they released their first album on the day I was born. Damn. So I'm like constantly listening to that album. I don't even yeah. really like it, but it's like, it's just this weird kind of feel tied to it. Yeah. It's this fascination. Uh, so you blew your load on the mayhem episode. Too, d- right they're now. still, they're going <laughs> strong. They released an album like last year, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, so that's the church burnings. Like th- the suicide of dead kind of caused all these, all these things to happen. It caused everyone to kind of, well, it caused Euronymous for sure to jump on it for publicity mm-hmm. and kind of market black metal as this super evil, scary thing, which was in retrospect, they're just a bunch of fucking kids who are, first of all, yeah. super dumb. Yeah. They're just nerds. And, it, yeah. It was yeah. all, and all the church brings were complete dick measuring contests. Everyone was just trying to outdo one another. And behind most of them was VAR. He did oh, of most course. of them. Yeah. He was fucking crazy. That's from why the start. he did the most time. He well, did do outside the most of the murder, but, he did it. but also in Norway, there's only so much time you can get. Yeah. They, the, which the, I think it's like 22 years, 21 or 21, 21 is the maximum. Yeah. And I, I was reading interview with a guy we're going to talk about right now. And it was like, they asked him about why prison is so like lax in, in Norway mm-hmm. or whatever. And he said, like, I think, I think they think of it as a re- an actual rehabilitation. Yeah, they do. And it's like, that's exactly how it should be and why yeah. America sucks. But also you can, like everything, you can, you can find an argument against it. And there's plenty of arguments against Varg, Varg. and yes. a Mr. Faust that yes. we, I think we should talk about right now. Yes. So this story is like suspect from the beginning that he just, this also happened in 92. This was 92. Yeah. He this decided to go on a walk with a random pers- man so, he just met. That's not quite what I what I read. I mean, you it, read? it is. What you read? So Faust, his um, I have more details, but you know what? Okay, um, Faust, his real name because I can't fucking pronounce Bard. Let's just say Bard Ethan. Whatever. It's in Norwegian. I, I they have a lot of the circles above letters and stuff. And letters that don't belong next to yeah. each other. Like H is where you wouldn't expect them. Uh so so Faust, the the stories that I read repeatedly and the, the one that seems the most consistent with like all objective accounts of the of the thing was he was out and someone a guy came up to him. Like a stranger came yeah. up to him. Like Probably, I think he was thinking he was like super drunk. A drunk dude approached him, propositioned him, said, "Hey, I like what you're offering. Like, I like what hey, I like what I'm seeing, dude. 
I'd like to get to know you better. Yeah. Faust says, you got it. Hell yeah, let's take a walk. And then <laughs> sexual advances were made. And I didn't know that. I didn't read that. Yeah, that's uh, what it's. That's it's. Uh, what do they call it? It's like a like a gay panic or something when when a straight person, like a gay person, comes onto a straight person and they have like a panic and they you know beat or murder there's like a, a name for it i can't think i, of. I don't know i know i know what you're talking about i don't i didn't read that it was i mean i read that as well but more things that i read were not that more it seemed a lot more kind of psycho than that it didn't seem like an outburst i Point is, like the summary the summary okay. i read this okay. made it seem so there may be more details i'm i'm not saying this is the most right. factual thing my basic understanding is the guy made sexual advances mm-hmm. to him. He panicked and used it as an excuse to kill him, mm-hmm. which is literally, literally overkill. Like yeah. you don't have to kill someone because they made sexual advances towards you. And uh, yeah, ended up with him doing time in prison. So the more detailed thing that I, cause I was trying to find as much as I, I possibly could. Sorry uh, about the story because I didn't hear about this one. Like I, I didn't re- recall this one. Uh, so it seemed like, because even with interviews with Faust that are afterward, he didn't seem like, like he panicked at all. It was like the guy made the offer and then he just decided then that he was going to kill him. And oh, they, okay. So he's like, okay. And they took a walk and then he stabbed him 37 times and yeah, kicked and him abs- in the head. Yeah. Absurd like, amount. And then kicked him in the head like 12 times afterward. Okay. Count to 37 and imagine those as stabs. It's insane. It is the most insane number. It's it's like doing anything 37 times is super crazy. But that's that's, a, that's like a really that's a really sick outburst. Like that was like hope. I'm still trying to like wrap my head around like how the fuck you have to be a real a real yeah. fucking dead human being to, to be able to do something. like holy god man and they like distanced themselves from him but then they like played a fucking show with him in 2014 <laughs> rehabilitation i don't fucking know so he was that's this is another thing another crazy ripple about that the murder is that so he does that and then gets away with it like he he, he killed the dude and then the next day he went to go burn a church with varg and Euronymous. the next day uh August 21st. I'm going to go ahead and guess that's the damn. I think that's the date. Um, and he, then he told them about it like then and like, and by all accounts, including his own, he was like, not even, he felt nothing about it. There was no remorse. He, he was like, kind of like, yeah, that's a, just a thing that happened. He is a Saturday. Right. And he didn't get locked up for it until a year later when Varg was sentenced, he just confessed. As soon as Varg yeah. was caught with the murder and the arsons, he's like, okay, I did it. Like he Damn. got away with it. It's just the craziest fucking thing. Damn. Yeah. That's man. This has got to be like the most we've like set up uh, a band, <laughs> right? The band isn't that interesting, but the history sure is. Yeah. I would agree with that. There's really like not too much like, uh, details about the band other than uh, are f- like there's not really like oh this like crazy stories about their albums this is more the genre yeah it's the it's the genre and they were associated and 
when all this stuff happened, like they weren't really known yet. They didn't, they were under a different, they were kind of like a different band before Emperor. Mm. And, uh, it, the the first album I think is 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 very interesting for a lot of reasons and I can't wait to, to get to it but there's a lot of we did a lot of a lot of setup so yes. actual formation history pre murder and convictions and church burnings uh well I you know I think that is like the the origin of of emperor um but outside of that. They uh, released a demo called Wrath of the Tyrant, which uh, garnered them some attention and led to uh, them being able to record in the Night Sight Eclipse. Uh, There was one EP as well, right? Self-titled? Yes. Uh, That was like, I think it was 93. Did you listen to those? No, I didn't. I gave it once over. It's early black metal. It's just, yeah. It was really, even though there's only four albums, this was fucking exhausting Really. I get it, but it. I enjoyed the band. Honestly, I really enjoyed no, the band. No, they're good. Yeah, they're good. They're uh, real solid. So, uh, I, I, I mean, might as well jump in. So they had four albums total, like you said, uh, not including the demo and the EP. First album was released in 1994. Last one was 2001. So if you're ready, might as well jump into it. Let's do it. Hell yeah. This is 1994's In the Nightside Eclipse. <laughs> This worried me. Did it? Because I thought we were in for lo-fi. All right. Yeah, me too. Production. Yeah. But thankfully, this is a intro. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is misleading. The year is misleading because if you look at '94, uh, that's also the year Mayhem's first album came out, and, and that sounds album awful. Sounds awful. Yeah, sounds awful. Compared to this, uh, but that was recorded much, much earlier than this one. The production on this is leaps and bounds better than their peers. It is. It is. This is a solid riff, too. One of the best black metal tracks. This is ever. This one took a second for me to warm up to, but as soon as like, I, I kind of like realized what I was in for, I was like, "This is a fucking strong black metal song." This, yes. is, this is really goddamn good. I would definitely recommend this. For people who are curious about black metal. 100%. Yes, because the other stuff is like... It's different. It's not quite. This is Norwegian black metal. This is, yes, this is black metal. The production is awesome. It is um, not a chore to listen to. And that's why it's my best personal favorite. Best personal favorite. Easy. Easy best personal favorite, it, dude. <laughs> it wasn't easy for me because I, th- 
uh, the band gets so crazy later on. And, yeah. Like they've done a lot. And I kind of, I didn't know exactly where to land, but I'm, fu- I was like, fuck it. This is where my heart is. Yeah. Like this is the, the album I will for sure come back. Oh yeah. Yeah. And listen to it's, it's great. It's got the uh, Lord of the Rings inspired artwork on the album cover. Is that is that what that is? It is oh yeah, Mortar. You can tell. On the, it's in so funny. Right. It's so funny seeing artwork before the movies because it kind of looks like generic fantasy stuff. Because now yeah. all the Lord of the Rings shit is inspired by like the what Peter Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So that's I actually do like this cover because of a because of how heavy it is on the white and the blue. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't look. Because when I think fantasy, I think of like way too many colors like yes. on, on, on on the image at once. Uh, but uh, the problem I have with, oh, back to the music, uh, yes. problem I have with that opener, I think like it's take it's such a long opener. I think it's compared to some of the other songs on this album alone, like they mm-hmm. could have chose a better opener. Uh, I still like the song a lot, but like even... It is the longest song on the album, so... Yeah, it's pretty pretty beefy. Uh, I think, uh, dude, man, the, the Burning, Burning Shadows of Silence that from like the opening seconds I was like oh i'm a fan i fucking love this band that's a little more melodic you get some of the it's not actual choir vocals it's probably this like keyboard a lot of synths yeah that's a big element of this band there's some slower parts there which makes it more interesting that lets you know hey this isn't going to be like a marathon of like blast beats yeah so yeah uh burning shadows of silence is uh like cool like kind of lets you know there's going to be some variety yeah and they're just interesting riffs and interesting progressions like it's it's super ugly but it also has like a just a a, a, a staple of black metal which is like these i don't know heavy heavy on the chords heavy on the double picking uh and this style of blasting it's not really blasting it's more mm. like it's more like a one two beat but it's just a really, really fast one to beat. Yeah. Whereas death metal would do the blasting. The brrr, this is like, I don't know why in my brain it registers this as faster than blasting. I always, there's like two ways to do the blast beats. Uh, I always called it like the cheater way, but I guess it's like the black metal way where you're like alternating. Yeah, alternating. One, two. That's a one, two. And two. then the, one, two. the death metal one is this. Brrr, same time yes yeah, so the, time. The, yeah the, the alternating one is like imagine uh a punk beat but sped up yes a, like a million Bla- bl- traditional blasting is like grindcore yeah. at the same time as fast yeah. as can. um either way i th- i've heard you know drum purists call both of them bullshit and kind of thing but like okay then whatever i can't do it that's, yeah. that's like, uh, uh let me cue up one of my favorite riffs do it do it do on it. cosmic keys yeah to my creation that was also okay i got it queued up yeah that was also like oh shit it's not just all all blasting mm. some some nice riffs yeah yeah i really like the drums on this song uh, like I'm right down in the wrong time stamps for some reason, but still cool. It's a solid, solid riff. Those like I really like this this this, this whole transition here. 
Goddamn. Maybe it was on the next song. They have like a riff that's like kind of Middle Eastern sounding. Mm, I got the, a lot of those vibes in uh, later albums. Like a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It happens more often later on, but there's a, a touch of it in here. Mm hmm. I think the the track that um that's like full blown well not full blown symphonic because they would do that later yeah. but the the one that is closest on here is uh towards the pantheon oh right oh, dude I fucking love that song yeah that song I totally get why bands like Cradle of Filth and Demo Burger heard it and were like that that's that's our what that's I, our jam what I love about that song it's like that uh i don't know there's so many riffs in each song i don't know what to call it but like there's there's this hook in there that it's like it's almost it's almost pop it's almost yeah. poppy and then at the end of the riff it just fucking takes this ugly ass left turn <laughs> it just it's just fucking really satisfying <laughs> in, a, in a strange way but it's such a char- characteristic thing of this kind of metal where it's it's just no nothing pretty is allowed yes and like but and the, the fact that it's like I don't know. It's almost like confusing to the brain. Like it's not uh, where they would turn into later on. And a lot of death metal bands do uh, where it's just like, let's just make the angriest, evilest, heaviest riff we can. It's not that mm. the thing with this early black metal was, is like, it's, it's almost a punk riff, but it's just kind of more schizophrenic than that. It's just slightly off and it just feels strange. And that's a really interesting, uh, kind of layer to this earlier black metal that I, I like so much more than anything mm-hmm. that will come later. Yeah. That's, that I, song does it all really well. And then I am the black wizards is an epic. Oh, it's fucking rules, dude. Uh, yeah. Fucking rules. Um, one of my favorite songs is actually towards the end there. You know, a set Satana. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the, the closer. Yeah. It's, um, it's probably like the most technical, most technical, most melodic, uh, it, that I felt like is one of the 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 the, the biggest signs of where they were going to go. Like this, yeah. that one's the most symphonic. Um, yeah, it's, I think so. A uh, uh, thing I have trouble with with a lot of extreme metal albums is like distinguishing what is good pacing for this kind of music. Because like traditionally, like you know what a good closer is. Just like mm-hmm. in, inherently, you know what a good closer is. You feel this weird culmination. You feel satisfied at the end of it you want to hear it again with, but everything's cranked up to 11 it, but yeah but when with extreme metal albums like oftentimes even the closer just sounds like another one of the songs mm-hmm. and they uh, they, they will do this later on in albums that's a fucking good closer for this kind of album like it, it's just it's different enough it's yeah you're still interested you're still engaged and uh yeah really Ended up enjoying this way more than I thought I would. Yeah, I was uh, I was expecting to be, to think, you know, the same way uh, I do about, you know, Mayhem and Immortal and stuff like where it's, yeah, it's fine, but it's hard to find the right mood for it. And it's mm-hmm. really not, like, I can't put it on in company. It's like, even, you know, it's just, it takes a, takes a lot. But this one, I was like, oh, I, this is fine. I mean, I'm they're probably it. like, if you did a big four black metal, they're probably up there. But I also feel like they get like the least recognition emperor yeah i agree i mean they they do to an extent but like you don't like i feel like cash like if you're into kind of like thrash metal or things like metallica and all that like odds are you've heard of mayhem or immortal yeah 
like you you know of them yeah. but like emperor you're just like emperor is one of those bands where i i would see people with shirts i couldn't even read the shirt and i didn't care because i always yeah. figured it was like okay it's just gonna be a bunch of blasting i don't care mm-hmm. uh yeah for like for, for black man i feel like the like the big three is uh dark throne birdsome and mayhem like that that's like the big three uh the ones people talk about and attribute as like kind of pioneering emperor like this album like I get the the historical significance of Mayhem's first album. Mm-hmm. It's literally an album where the, uh, the murder is on the same album as the guy who he killed. Yeah, it's like that's that's big. But also, it came out in the same year as this. This is still influential as shit. Yeah, but objectively, like in terms of just right. I mean, I'm probably gonna get shout out for this. I like this album more. I don't know what to tell you, man. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's a better album in terms of writing and, and production and presentation. Um, I think it's just as important, but. Uh, yeah, and it's also like I remember uh, it wasn't maybe a couple of years ago. A uh, friend of ours, he was getting into more metal, and he was really fascinated with black metal, as most people I think are when you hear about the history. And he's like, "Well, where do I start? Like, what is, what is it like?" And I'm like, "I don't know, dude. Here, yeah. here, here's a fucking song from Mayhem." And he's like, "I don't, I don't like it." And it's like, I get it. I yeah. get hating. It's fucking mm-hmm. abrasive. It's really gross. But if you're at all curious, this is the one you got to you got to agree. Yeah. I agree. This is the best place to start for black metal. And then uh, I'm sure some uh, purists are going to fucking lose it. But uh, I feel like people this have didn't realize like how to harness the power of it until uh, until like death heaven oh i almost wore my death heaven shirt today i was like oh, i'm gonna piss oh, people off sh- damn. But, uh, i'll fucking change right now don't you fucking tempt yeah, me yeah I, I i don't give a shit like those dudes are musicians they love music uh oh yeah i think like them and zeal and to like a lesser extent like uh lingua have like yeah figured out this way to balance these extreme well, yeah, it's it's, just, it's not really like you can't say that a, that a, an artist like Lingua is not extreme metal, mm-hmm. but also you could say that she's not like because I mean, what's not extreme about the fucking giant it's, wall of fuzz and her? How do you how yeah. is that not extreme metal? But also those gorgeous cor- choral vocal overdubs and, and pianos like like that's just the next step of things like I, it's I, a I, thing to be embraced. I agree. I agree. It's, the same with Def Heaven. I, I almost got not in a fight, but almost a girl was singing a while back who had a great taste in music, wonderful taste in music. I had a feeling in my heart. I was like, I bet she doesn't like Deaf Heaven. Mm. And I just casually brought up Deaf Heaven. She's like, ugh. I was like, why? Why? Yeah. Like, they they have good albums. It's just their performances feel too, they feel too clean for me. I'm like, I don't even know what that means, dude. I don't know what the I, fuck that means. They the sound f- great. Fuck. They sound great, dude. They're fucking, whatever. That's weird. But uh, yeah, purists—they think like Deaf Heaven are like hipsters trying to cash in on this brutal music. Mm-hmm. I fucking disagree. Yeah. Uh, if you've read interviews with them, they are fucking fans and talented musicians. And uh, yeah, fuck all this purist shit. I love how like 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 any kind of clout we 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 got from covering a band like Emperor, we're like, by the way, this other band we like way more. <laughs> this other oh, band called yeah. the one that you you guys hate. We like them a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, still, I fucking yeah, I get it. This is a great album. Hearing this album, I, I fucking get it, and it's like a weird thing that I wasn't expecting because like. Man, I really didn't think I liked black metal. I really did. I thought I was like, it's just a thing that's I'm never gonna really care mm-hmm. for. And but 
Yeah, uh, now I want to hear more bands because of this. Because, yeah, I guess another one. But I don't know. I don't, like, think of black metal when I listen to Venom. It's no, like, no. Uh, Ven- and that's the thing with Mr. fucking Varg, the, the, the wonderful oh, racist. that's why he hates him. It's like, uh, he, like, he's not... I mean, it's so weird that he he so vehemently disc- like discredits Venom when other people cite them like yeah. blatantly. Uh, There's always like an evolution to things. Yeah, and, and but the thing is, honestly, Venom doesn't sound like they're not black metal. No, they just had the no. song called Black Metal. That's Which like fucking rips, but it's a great song. Yeah. Uh, and also, they pioneered kind of helped pioneer like super super low tunings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venom's a cool band, but uh, not black metal. Um, but whatever, influences come where they come. Uh, on on to the next this on is, to the next one. so you know you know how we feel let's move on <laughs> uh, this is 1997's Anthems to the Welkin at Dusk fuck these titles dude oh my god dude the song titles on this album specifically this sounds like a Deaf Heaven song <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> I like this intro a lot This is quite a departure. This is, uh, yes. This is a different album. Different, almost different band. Yeah. Yeah. At least stylistically. Also, while we're waiting for it to kick in, uh... Stephen O'Malley of Sun or Suno, whatever people want to call uh, him, did the uh, sleeve design. Interesting. Yeah. For this album. Yeah. I, I mean, it's hard to see. It's really dark. Um, if you're watching the video, you probably, you probably have to Google it to get a better, better view of it, but it's, it's actually very cool if you look closely. Longest intro. It's a little long. This yeah. episode. It's a good ass fucking song when it kicks in, though. Yeah. It's a good like evil riff right now. It's a totally evil riff. Yeah. Also, this is like cue. Take a seriously time. Like we're evil guys. All right. Remember, we're evil. Check out this intro. It stops being a evil, pretty uh, at least to me. It's I know they I I yeah I know <laughs> yeah yeah I'm uh, I'm on board. And this is a beloved album. I I don't disagree, man. This is a long fucking intro. <laughs> I know we're two minutes in. Oh my god! <laughs> Should I just like skip? Scrub to- it! Scrub it! Holy shit. He would have been I'm just going to play the next track. Next track. Thank Christ. This is, this is not for everyone. <laughs> There's a specific part I want to get to. I don't know if we will. If we have to cut it, whatever. I'll just bring it up. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is black metal. This is black metal as fuck. Like, even that, though, like, it's already we're at the death metal-esque blasted note. Yeah. That... Fuck. And we're full symphonic. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's weird and kind of fucking silly, but... It is, there's the silly aspect to symphonic black metal. Oh, indeed. So that's one thing we actually didn't talk about too much in the last album is the heavy use of synths. Like the synths are prominent in the last album. They're well, fucking there. They're more like things to um, highlight songs though yeah they're or, textures they're not really they're, yeah. they're not a focal point of any kind they're just but you notice like they're, they're there's no hiding them in the mix it's mm-hmm. not like an ambient kind of thing like they're yeah. there but, but here <laughs> here they're the focus mm-hmm. um so like is it that song where they there's like midi horns they're trash dude some of the they MIDI stuff, sound fucking awful there's a lot of instances where the midi stuff is distracting man like to really they're, they're trying to go hard with the mm-hmm. symphonic thing they're not i mean they're gonna go harder later but clearly like i don't know if it's like a do they just not have access to probably not this was yeah and then there was some uh time between this one and the other one so samoth could serve his uh prison time so let's talk a little bit about that yeah so we, we mentioned how Faust, the murdering piece of shit, he, he's fucking gone. He played drums on the first album. Uh, he was locked up before it was released. Mm-hmm. He recorded it before he was locked up. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, released 94. Also, uh, Sam- Samoth, Samoth, fuck him, I don't speak the language, whatever. Guitar player. Uh, yes. Consistent guitar player. Yes. He also partook in the church burnings, got convicted, went to prison. So after the release of the first album... The half the band is in I, jail. Uh, Isan, the singer, uh, main guitar player, he was the only guy not in prison yeah. in the band. So, what they, a, like, what a mensch what? that he waited for them. Well, not them. Not, yeah, yeah, but like, I think yeah, it seemed like people generally really like uh, Samoth, Samoth, whatever. Um, I don't know. I I don't fucking know. Uh, but he's he's been with the band, you know, beginning to end, but. Uh, now they got a new drummer uh, whose name sounds like a type of weapon. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Trim? 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 Something. Trim Torson. Uh, he's he's going to be like the main drummer, right? To the end? Yes. He's fucking good. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, yes, they're excellent musicians. Um, so this album, because I think also because I love the first one so much. And because, like, the brutal parts on here are brutal, and they slap, and they're awesome. But, like, I almost feel like I need to, like, reevaluate my relationship with symphonic metal. How so? Because I want to like it. Okay. I want to like it. I just don't know. Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, sometimes it feels feels silly to me. Like, in high school, I would have fucked with this album hard. Really? Fun note about me. I once chose to go to a Cradle of Filth show over Melving's show. That, you make me sick. You make me sick. How dare you? So, to be fair, I've seen the Melvins a million times. I've only seen Cradle of Filth, the the one. The the one. You you learned. You learned. Uh, I don't like symphonic black metal. I've learned that from this episode. I probably 
you know, I'm not going to like actively seek it out, but I can see why people like this. Mm. I like this why, album. Why I think this it's a solid is album. like a beloved album. Yeah, no, I get this album for sure. It's a good album. It has moments that make me fucking laugh though. Um, but before we get into the, the, the stuff I don't like, um, I was fucking flo- for what's, what's the song? I can't even read because my eyes are going bad. It's also by chaos. Uh, I like that song a lot. Dude, a lot the, of synths on there. The guitar effects on that are really wild too. Dude, like that's that's where it kind of started hitting me. Like this is orchestral to the almost to the point of parody. There are so many synths on. There's so yeah. many things. However, the fucking drums. Uh, I got a timestamp. Drum the hi hats at four fifty five. Four fifty five on I chaos. Can, I can never not be floored by this. No, sorry it exploded on me <laughs> i really want to go back to uh using my phone because this feels easier yeah uh 455 you yeah. said i'm getting there i'm getting there one day <laughs> okay it's a little before that because i can't gotcha but here we go okay <laughs> that hi-hat that's it's its own separate rhythm yeah it's the polyrhythm yes are uh insane i'm like man i i just craved more things like that like that as i came out i was like holy shit that's a fucking wacky ass that's one of the cooler songs oh yeah song for here. sure yeah i love that song um there's a lot of good stuff on here it's definitely a, a like a step forward i feel like it's like a step up in basically every aspect mm-hmm. uh for objectively it's a step up in every aspect like the performances are way better the production's a lot better they're clearly writing more melodic stuff they're, they're, they're putting way more effort into being their own thing as opposed yes. to just playing a black melody but as a fucking whole cohesive thing it just first it just didn't resonate with me as much mm-hmm. how'd you feel about the spec the night spirit uh i believe it's track, memory. track three. Oh, oh let me uh yeah throw on a little bit of that i'm gonna fast forward god so, i'm so sorry it's like the littlest thing the littlest thing will will click like i barely uh, the funniest thing about that is that this is the band where if you put on at any point the wrong point, it's going to be at 10. It's going to be super yes. fast and super loud. <laughs> yes. The littlest <laughs> thing on my mouse pad will, will fuck my shit up. So here we go. Okay. That's kind of like a cool balance between symphonic right. stuff and just extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that's very cool. Fuck, it's that. so Transylvanian sounding. I it's like it's, it's a little silly, but it's not over overly so at you, this point. Yeah, when uh, you play some Castlevania or some Bloodborne and throw on some Emperor. I, yeah, uh, I dig it. I, I dig a lot of stuff. The only thing I don't care for much is uh acclamation of bonds which i think is generally pretty weak just for the, just overall and dude uh with strength i burn fuck dude it's so funny man the vocals are so medieval times i just oh my 
The, God, dude, like, it's just a small taste of what's to come. I know. Like, I think that I, with that song, I think it gets really strong toward the end. Mm-hmm. But it takes so long to get there. And there's just so much silliness along the way. Yeah. And like, so they're doing sung vocals now periodically. And here's, cl- yeah, there's some clean. It's like a dash. Yeah. It's a dash of it. It's very minimal. I think it sounds uh, really fucking good on, uh, I'm not even going to be able to read this song title. Yeah. In Trans Imperium. I think that's how you say it. The second track. Uh, okay. The, the sung vocals on there, I think sound really good. Uh, it's like toward the end of the song. Uh, and overall, like th- th- them being more melodic here, it's like a, it's a nice mix. It's like you were saying with that one song, it's just, an, it's, it mixes well. It's, mm-hmm. it's still extreme. It's still black metal. It still feels very black metal, but there's just more, uh, emphasis on the writing, uh, more interesting progressions. Not so much. There's, there's none of that, or there's significantly less of that disturbing strangeness that, yeah. that I was talking about. That's characterized by a lot of early black metal mm-hmm. where you think it's a punk riff, but it's just twisted it's nothing like that it we're, we're inching more toward uh traditionally evil sounding stuff yeah uh, uh yeah something that's uh more symphonic than metal is the closer all oh, right um opus uh, opus uh satanic. oh no no that's um that's on the that's a bonus track oh okay that's, uh, so what's the, the closing track is uh the wanderer which is oh, the, the short okay. instrumental. Yeah. Even, well, even the wanderers and interesting because yeah. it's, it's short. It's maybe they're they're And I use this lightly, their lightest song. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's fine. I think it's, it's solid. It's a solid instrumental, but it's like, uh, again, it's more like inching toward that, you know, what we know as edgy metal, edgy, dramatic kind of stuff. Not so much scary or disturbing or strange. Uh, the opus, opus Asatana, it's a, orchestral version of Inno Asatana from the first album. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. And by by orchestral, I do mean synths. Yes. It is all synths. Yes, it's fucking borderline goofy. It, it is indeed goofy. I did not know that was a uh, bonus track. Yeah, there's uh, along with the, the first album, the, the last two tracks there oh, are covers. Oh, they're covered. Yeah, yeah, I knew one, about those. Yeah, there was a Bathory and King, uh, no, Merciful Fate. Yeah. Which is funny to hear black metal and all of a sudden King Diamond vocals. What yeah. the fuck's happening here? <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are the only like the silliness here was so little that I was like, okay, it's still a good album. I can overlook any of the stuff that I'm laughing at. The yeah. sung vocals still sound pretty solid for the most part. Um, but you, you can you can hear where they're going for sure. Uh, and that brings us, I guess, to the next one. Yes, sir. This is all right. 1999's Nine Equilibrium. <laughs> Well, this is a cool song that I feel like it isn't indicative of the album. Interesting. I don't disagree, but I don't entirely agree. Because this, from the get-go, already uh, has a lot of death metal for me. And this album has a lot of death metal. First thing I noted about this, he is real clear. You can hear his vocals right there. Yeah. 
That is not a very early black metal thing. This is, um... That's a cool rip. That is a cool rip. Um... You kind of, um... With, like, older bands that kind of help, like, pave the way for it, I think those vocals you kind of see, like, now they're drawing a little bit more from the, the Cradle of Filths and yeah, that's, those bands. Yeah, that's, like, um, late-era Chuck Schuldner. Yeah. And uh, I don't care for it. Not a fan. Like, I like Shriek, like, the, the full-on, like that. Yeah. I don't like the... Like where it's really pointed and really clear, because um, it, it, at that point it, it doesn't feel like uh, like a like an ambient texture. Mm-hmm. So that's why. I, sorry to bring up Death Heaven again, but the way they, <laughs> the way they uh, the way they produce the vocals on the last album and Sunbather, mm-hmm. brilliant because it's it's so in the mix. It's so ambient. It's so around you. Like his his shrieks are like all over. They're like. It's not, you don't really hear him exactly. You just know he's there. Mm-hmm. Where if you listen to Defen's third album with a new Bermuda, new Bermuda, it's like right, it's fucking panned right in the middle. You hear him, like, it's just fucking abrasive. It's like someone's screaming, screeching at you. Yeah. That's what it sounds like here. It's just too pointed. I don't like it at all. Before we go any further, this is my worst, least favorite. <sighs> I, I, not, and I don't think they have a bad album. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of when the uh, started getting, what do you call it? The death metal syndrome. Yeah. This is a death metal album. I feel like this probably blasphemy. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. But it, it fucking registers as death metal to me. This there's is, so much blasting and double pedaling on here. It's like, you, there's not even a real beat. Yeah. This is uh, the like least memorable out of the four for me. So that's the only reason I gave it to it, but I think like the playing across the album is, oh, yeah. is great. Uh, I think there's some cool songs on here, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's just what we do here. So I agree that it's the least memorable, but that's not a bad thing for me in this case yeah. because um, I think this, this album is uh, top heavy or front loaded, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually rather like the first half a lot. Like, um, I mean, obviously the opening track talking about that. Um, you know, it's real interesting. Cause I don't know where you're going to go. And uh, this, cause it's the second track, the decrystallizing reason. Yeah. Those little twinkle sounds, dude, I like that song a lot. <laughs> it's, I, there are t- times in there that reminded me of strapping young lad. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, dude, actually put on the beginning because dude, so Egyptian, so Egyptian. Let's do it. The synths are, they're fucking like the star of the show now. Sounds way. Of course, since got better with time, so. Yeah, you can hear like the the MIDI horns and stuff. It's it's uh, in the vein of a Celtic Frost, but it, I think it's implemented uh, a lot more. Uh, let's just say with some uh, finesse. Um, elegy of an elegy of a uh, Icarus. Icarus. Oh. 
Icar- oh, I think it's, I think it's pronounced Icarus. It's spelled oh, a little what, different. What, it's, what? it's spelled or Norwegian like. Those opening vo- Dude. are dr- over the top dramatic. Dude. It's a bit much for me. It is. But the song, yeah, it's fucking great. It ended up winning me over it, eventually. Dude, exactly. Yeah, we're right here with you, buddy. I'm right here. Same, dude, same page. Same on this exact song. experience. Because I, I, I noted it. I was like, I fucking hate this. The, those vocals yeah. are so theatrical. It's so stupid. And so then, bad. And then they this. <laughs> I'm not a fan of those type. The very like uh, prog prog rock yeah. vocals operatic or not operatic no more th- more theatrical and then man it just it gets wild it fucking kicks ass dude. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing even with those sections because the the it bookends the song it fucking mm-hmm. opens with that fucking <laughs> belting and then it closes with it but even those sections i think are well written like those are mm-hmm. good ass progressions like fuck, it's like i wish someone else was singing it for sure put it on you gotta like just to give it it's so wacky it's yeah, so fun if you're like a fan of these vocals like it's more your jam but also by the way the worst midi strings i've ever heard this is yeah this is the castlevania symphony of the night soundtrack this is so funny hate his voice but i fucking like but i promise that song gets cool it's it's actually very cool man i was like surprised like i i'm sorry i like it i can't help it uh so yeah the 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 sense the spookiness the symphonic stuff uh they get this is where they start to wear on me like like man they're, they're a little overbearing man they're mm. they're really i mean you heard in that intro like holy god man uh and it's also an interesting thing that you know these guys are really taking themselves real seriously like with this yeah. evil shit and this fucking spooky synthy sound like you gotta know it's pretty campy right like you gotta know it's how do you especially yeah like um i always we're just gonna keep talking about death heaven like i think <laughs> it's funny how like purists are like that's not metal but like this this is like this is metal this is okay or like a children yeah. of bodum with like mm. the very synth heavy and it's fine i don't care about it but objectively it's pretty fucking wacky and it's like yeah. not metal so it's weird for like metal heads to be like this this shit this is metal yeah yeah it's, but there's no but logic. this is yeah, yeah. It, 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 you can't win with these fucking no, no, people no and those are the people we probably shouldn't be arguing with to begin with but like uh so yeah you you were saying a lot about the death metal syndrome i literally wrote down death metal syndrome because like but yeah it, that's kind of so, funny but. <laughs> there's so many riffs that every song ends up sounding the same because i think i think specifically sworn is one i'm like really i'm like i'm tired y'all like it's not it's not bad i like swarm uh but here's here's what i what i noted it was literally the song after swarm where i feel like the album just drops yeah it all becomes the same song Mm -hmm. uh because even then even after Swarm, i think it's um known as uh uh, equilibrium there's some ugly sounding drum like the drums in the intro sound uh really like stereotypical black metal all this it's a quick little taste 
It's never quick little taste. It's never. It's bad. You don't like that? I don't know. Like, it sounds off, and then when you bring in the other instruments, it's fine to me. That's the thing with that's the thing with just with those touch jumps in general. Like, they always kind of feel off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going so fast. How how good are you to, to match a click at yeah. that speed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's fucking hard. Uh, that's the thing. Like with with quote unquote death metal syndrome, it's like when every song has a million riffs, you kind of take away any identity that that song has. Yes. And then when you throw a bunch of songs back to back that all have that, it's like, what what am I doing? It's yeah, it's hard. It's like they get stuck together. Yeah. Um, I think a a bright spot at the end is of blindness and subsequent Sears. I like the outro a lot. I this thing some of the best guitar playing really on that track it's like one of my favorite all right here yeah that's that's one where i had to i had to note the outro yeah i didn't care much for the song itself Mm -hmm. because it just bled into the restroom but that outro was like all right that's got to give to that i think if uh you take like a break and like you just yeah put that song and you could say that a lot of songs you can do that absolutely this one specifically even amongst the death metal syndrome stood out Mm -hmm. that's that's a thing with like i bet if i were to just pick an album and then just listen to it in reverse order it would i would like the end songs more <laughs> like it's just a thing where, where you just get fatigued with like this style repeatedly and, and the thing with like at least the first album not while they, everything was i guess it was first of all everything was aggressive and while it was all ugly and bitter and dark each song really did feel unique mm-hmm. where these ones are all just the same kind of dark yeah they're all the same kind of evil sounding I, um, in my notes, I had it written down, like, unless you love extreme metal, don't do what we do. Don't, don't listen to more than one of these albums a day. You would be doing the album a disservice. Yes. It's, it was exhausting. I had to come back to, well, yeah, two of these because I listened to them on the same day and I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm tired. Seriously. Fuck it. I'm yeah, beat. I totally get it. But here's how I know I'm getting better at this podcast yeah. is where I'll do the whole thing. I'll listen to all the albums. I'll have all my notes down and I'll start uh, second guessing myself. I'm like, okay, I don't remember this album enough. I'm going to go back mm-hmm. and then I'll feel the same when I go yeah. back. And th- lately it's been like consistent. I always feel the same when I go back. So I feel I, like I'm making like solid notes the first time. I I agree with that aspect of it, but I just felt like this discography in particular, I was like, this is like beating on my soul. Like, gotcha. Uh, so uh, we have, you got to mention the sung vocals are getting more and more, more apparent here. Like th- yes. the last album, they were, you know, sprinkled in here. They're like, this is what we do now. We're going to fucking, we're going to do this whenever we want. And they're just so goddamn Dungeons and Dragons-y. Like, I can't, I can't do it, dude. I can't take them seriously. Uh, and it's part of the reason power metal is so fucking funny to me. I hate power metal. I knew you would. And Good. I'm glad. <laughs> and I'll mention it more in the next album, but I hate some of this stuff. The same reason I hate power metal. It just, it strikes the same kind of thing in my brain. Uh, the orchestral stuff is very, I don't know. It's fine. But again, like just the writing doesn't feel strong mm-hmm. enough. I do stand by a lot of the first half. Um, but anywho, Alex is worst. It could be worse. 
But still. And also, yeah, I don't think these dudes really put out a bad album, but, you know, me personally. Mm-hmm. So now we are on to the last album. Man, these, these album titles are wretched. Comically Dude, they're long. fucking ridiculous. This is 2001's Prometheus, The Discipline and, f- sorry, The Discipline of Fire and Demise. I want to kick my own ass for saying that. Do you think anyone calls the album by that? They just call, they probably just call it Prometheus. Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck would refer to the goddamn? Came to silence. There was nothing. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's something I noted. Starting out your album with a harpsichord, bold, bold to start your album with a harpsichord. Those MIDI strings are atrocious. Maybe I just got like indoctrined by them by at this point. Like this point I'm just like It's so silly. I'm like <laughs> I'm like you sons of a bitches. I'm in. You sons of a bitches. <laughs> uh, it's the spicy harpsichord. Oh god. I forgot this was this long. It's so long! <laughs> Dude, yeah, my my brain with this band is misleading me. That's so funny how uh, you could hear like the strings with the band aren't that bad. No, that's like but really cool by themselves. Yeah, it's so bad. This is at 10 symphonic black metal. This is like I think, the most character neutralized it's been. I think it works better than other other songs really? though. Outside of the harpsichord intro. Yeah. I do like this song. Yeah, starting the album with sung vocals and symphonic stuff and the harpsichord. Like, clearly, this, this, this dude has a vision. And I, let's, let's talk. And we all know how I feel about this. Yes. Clearly, this is my worst uh, and least favorite. But this was... Oh, sorry. It's not like... um. It, it was more of the same reasons I didn't care for the last album's second half. Mm-hmm. But way more silliness, way more ridiculousness, way more parts where I was just cringing and I couldn't handle the fucking vocals and the ridiculous sense. I'm like, okay, I can't sing that it stood out to you more on this album. And it's more, it's more symphonic death, uh, black metal than the last, last time I really felt death metal. Yeah. That last album is like unrelenting. Yeah. This one, there is way more of the, of the symphonic shit. There's mm-hmm. way more of that. There's way more melody. There's way more singing. There's way more of what Isan wants. This was, yeah, this was yeah. composed entirely by him. That's never a good, it's like sign. When I usually, when I hear with bands, like what, and this some, one album, one guy wrote everything. Yeah. So, uh, sometimes it is like, uh, is CCR, like Fogarty was kind of the guy. Until, right. But I mean like a band who, traditionally wrote as a unit and then one album it's one guy yeah like the one thing one exception is mr bungles california where Mm -hmm. mike Patton wrote the whole thing and that's a good album but it's not really exactly kind of like the other stuff but uh this yeah i like stuff here i like 
Depraved a lot. I think it's a good song. That, uh, there's some great noisy parts before it goes into shredding. Yeah. Um, but also it was that song. I was like, this is fucking exhausting, but I'm for it. I'm here for depraved. Yeah. I think it's slightly better than the Europe eruption. The first, uh, uh-huh. yeah. first track. Um, I think empty doing those electronic pulsing Dude. techno noises. Dude, put on a minute five. Of I'm, empty. Glad, I'm glad you minute five. Holy shit, man. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> Don't screw me over, mouse pad. Okay, let's do this. Here we I feel like uh, my, my my friend Lee J would like this part. It's very very Ramsteiny. Oh, it's a fun comparison. And now we're back. But like, that's what I mean. That's what I mean about the silliness. Like, sure, it stands out. It definitely gives the album a character that the, album, the last one did not have. Mm. 100%. I don't like it. That's my, that's just it. I Fair. Yeah. I, I think I was just indoctrinated at this point. With like, all the. Yeah. Do whatever you want, guys. Let's support it. Um, the Prophet. That's some clean singing I can get behind. I like that song. I didn't think I liked it, but then I was at the the, the market. I was shopping. Yeah. I was like, this song is really good. All right. Yeah. All right. That, I wish all the clean singing was like that instead of the over the top. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, I still found parts of it to be a little, little cringy, but uh, overall, it's a, it kicks ass. Uh, and uh, the vocals in The Tongue of Fire hurt my soul. Do they? My God, that song was, I think, one of the weaker ones. Yeah, to be fair. Um, yeah, there's also some like it feels like some more like goth inspired. Stuff yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And I mentioned a little bit before about the power metal thing. Like the the synth stuff here definitely activates the same fucking anger yeah. hormone <laughs> that it does in power metal because it's like. Because it has, it has these like really, really prominent strings uh, in this blasting section, for example. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're, they're so fucking power. Like they're so unavoidable. It really like detracts from the heaviness that, I mean, it detracts from the heaviness of everything when he has this really like whimsical <laughs> keyboard line going over this. Yeah. Like it just, it doesn't, it, it all of a sudden just doesn't feel heavy in my brain. Yeah, like, don't, don't ever listen to Children About Him. I I I won't. Thank you. Uh, I think they're fun though, but a lot a lot of that, a lot of sense. Yeah, I yeah, not for me. I'm gonna throw some on for you after the uh, after the pod. Oh, delightful, delightful. Yeah. Uh, what, what am I saying? What am I saying? Uh, uh, where is it? Where is it? Yeah, yeah. I think um, no, the tongue the tongue of fire. Yeah, as much as I I, I hate that fucking shit. Uh, like the outro, dig the outro, um, a lot, but yeah, well, the, the sameness here, uh, I felt I got, I was almost getting mad when I was listening to it and I, I had to like stop and then come back later to finish it because, mm-hmm. uh, like gray, for example, gray, there's like a noise riff on there. 
I, for, I didn't time mark. There are so many riffs on there. Uh, yeah. It's a fucking, this is what I wrote down. I wrote, it's a double pedal filled, screamy, high pitched, whaley nonsense riff salad of a song. There is just so many fuck. And it's like, so to let you know how different our brains are sometimes I just wrote pretty wild shit. It's wild shit. <laughs> it is wild shit. And thing is that song is, is just one example. It's like the whole last Half, chunk of yeah. the album. It's like, it's death metal syndrome in, in a way that's like, it's not a million riffs in one. It's like one absurdly long, complicated riff. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like when, when one riff is that complicated, it feels like it doesn't have any kind of uh, melodic or emotional direction. It just feels like we're just going to play a million fucking notes in this one riff. And that's the riff. And it, it just feels like it doesn't have any kind of soul. Uh, and that not to sound too, you know, douchey, but you must hate, he who sought the fire. I do. I do hate that song. Yeah. It is you, more of that. When <laughs> you went on your uh, little rant right now, I had a feeling because for that one, I was like, the guitar playing is fucking bonkers. It's not that it's not I, impressive. I'm, I, I'm for it. It's not. Yeah. It's not yeah. that it's not impressive. It's just. No, that I get what you're it, saying. It doesn't have any kind of musicality to it. It's just a million notes. Mm -hmm. it's just like, uh, we're just going to have a bunch of fucking notes now. And with that song specifically, uh, I could swear that they're reusing a riff from uh, the last album, and specifically, I wouldn't even fucking know. Specifically, I think it's uh, uh, decrystallizing reason. Okay, which is a song that we both talked about. Like, yes. um, I I could just be making it up, but the thing is, this uh, could this could have been a compilation album of uh, previous songs, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have here's the thing fucking known even if. It, it's not reusing that riff. The fact that I feel so strongly about it means they, they're not that different. Yeah. Like that's how samey this shit is. Mm -hmm. Or like, did you use that riff already? I don't know. That shouldn't be a thing that occurs to me. Like probably. And I don't, I don't know, man. Like, so I actually really do like, uh, thorns in my grave. The, the closer. Yeah. I think it's, a, it's one of the better songs, but it doesn't, like I was saying a while back, it doesn't feel like a closer. It just feels like yeah, another you could, type. Yeah. You could just reverse the album and you wouldn't even. Exactly. Wouldn't All, even know. Every one of these songs is so structurally identical that you can put them in any order. And I don't feel like they would affect the pacing, which is a thing that I care a lot about like yeah. when, with, when it comes to albums. Like I should care what opens it up and what closes it, you know, but these all are so fucking samey. Ultimately, why I ended up giving it worse? Yeah. Like, it's, it, all, it all feels so interchangeable. I think if you're a fan Fan of the band, fan of the symphonic shit. I think this is a perfectly acceptable album. Acceptable, suitable album. Not a fan of symphonic black metal, I guess. If this is a fair representation of that genre, it's not for me. Yeah. 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 Like, I guess I have that cradle of filth background. Mm -hmm. So I like, I know how wacky it could get. Yeah. And this is, this is not even the, the it's not even, not even the close to the top. Yeah. So wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And it's funny how like this is objectively performed light years better than any of the early stuff and their peers, like especially, I, I guess that kind of happens with time. Like, yeah. And this is just the progression of extreme metal. It just became mm -hmm. extreme as fuck. Like mm -hmm. this is extreme undoubtedly. Uh, but there's something about the, the, distinguishedness that's not even a word dis, the, the distinctness rather of of early black metal that it's worse 
from a musical standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's worse if someone were to listen to two, like, oh, these guys can't play their instruments. It's worse. But it's not. It's like it has a charm to it. It has a feel to it. It has an, an atmosphere. This, uh, you could tell me this is a different band and I wouldn't argue with you. Like, oh, oh this yeah. is an emperor. This is immortal, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, okay. But I wouldn't know because mm-hmm. that's, how, that's, how, that's how I feel about a lot of this stuff, which makes me the wrong person to talk about it. But it doesn't mean I didn't like it. Like, I didn't hate any of this. Except for some of the vocals. For sure, I hated a lot of the yeah, vocals. Yeah. But like musically, I still get why people would get off on this. Yeah. This, uh, yeah. It's uh, also interesting how like the wacky MIDI stuff on the second album, I'm like, pump the <laughs> brakes. Really? That's what stopped you. But this one, I'm just like, oh, all that's right. Complete opposite for me. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Um, but uh yeah, they disbanded after this and then uh they'll get together here and there, do shows, but yeah, they say they're done uh done recording mm-hmm. and it's like a mutual thing. They're like, Yeah, we like left the legacy behind and we don't want to God bless tarnish it. Sorry, I would I back off it. Fuck Satan or whatever you yeah. like. Yeah, Satan bless you. <laughs> You know, I might, uh, I see they have a, a live DVD. I might check out. I might, I might buy on Amazon if I see the price is right. Uh-huh. I'm kind of interested. Yeah. What these, I can just YouTube it, but I'm an old man and I want a beginning to end performance at a high quality. I, so, mean, I, I get, there's a very few of those on, on, YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah. It's, it's hit or miss. So, uh, I might, I might buy that. See what right. it's like. All right. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Uh, we really like fucking jam packed the beginning of this episode with all this lore. That's funny too. I like the fact that the guy who hates fantasy and power metal started off with all the lore. But that's funny though, like <laughs> that a musical scene has lore. It's yeah. like usually it's just story or history. Like, no, this shit's lore. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous, insane. Like kids, like I was obsessed with the hardcore punk scene because it's like so fascinating how these kids, you know fucking went about creating this giant scene but like these dudes were mentally ill and like oh yeah super yeah. hateful and like this all the wrong like like take a uh, a kid that would become a punk in the hardcore punk scene and point him in even worse directions like as like the worst possible of every permutation of his mm-hmm. life and then you end up with the black metal scene like it's just the worst outcome of everything it's very funny the uh not that there's like not gnarly dudes in punk because they fucking are indeed. Um, but it's kind of interesting. The uh, the country was socialized medicine and all that less strict prison terms turned yeah. out some of the worst fucking people in music. And yeah, I mean it's a it's a very isolated country. It's very lonesome. I hear. Uh, I mean, all this kind of even in. Uh, Nordic countries are like, man, the winters get really, really oh, upsetting. Man. Like, yeah. holy shit, man. People get depressed. Uh, but still interesting uh, in a very uh, dark and uncomfortable way. But recap, what you got? Uh, best personal favorite in the Nightside Eclipse. Worst, least favorite, Equilibrium, but not a bad album. Just what it is. Same, uh, yeah, not not the same, but mostly the same. Uh, and then I, and that's an eclipse. Best personal favorite. Start there if you have any curiosity about, curiosity about black metal, and then uh, run as soon as you don't like it. Uh, <laughs> and worst, least favorite, Prometheus. 
the discipline of fire and demise uh, because it's cheesy, but not really because of that. Just many reasons that we already talked about. They're like, <clears throat> fucking, I just realized uh, it's so funny. The last episode we did was Jane's Addiction. We had the exact same thing. Oh, where like the third four albums, four albums. Yeah. We both agree that the first was the best. I dislike the third. And I dislike the fourth. And then I think the fourths aren't that bad. Exactly. It's such a... See, we're, we're, getting, we're getting predictable, dude. We're getting predictable. Yeah, we're turning into a, a sitcom with... Uh, got the same formula. We got to bring in like a, a guest star in a, or an alien or uh, an Urkel. Poochie. Uh, a Poochie, indeed. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, that's a fun episode. I was excited to do this. I want to do more black metal, but later. Later. When I've had a nice brain yeah. cleanse. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, if you want to support us, please subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture. And you'll find a playlist on Emperor in the description of wherever you're listening or watching. We got plays associated with every single episode except for Sam Hain because fuck Danzig. Uh, <laughs> we just had to throw a fuck Danzig. I'm going to make that the new thing. Just throw a fuck Danzig in <laughs> at any random point in the episode. Uh, and also, if you want to join the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash every album ever. We have bonus episodes. We have one up right now. There'll be more shortly uh, as well as you get earlier access to certain episodes you get some perks you know if you want to suggest an artist you can email us you'll get fucking first dibs if you're a patreon uh second tier member uh whatever the hell pledge pledger pledger subscriber page patron patron that's the word patron uh as well as you know whatever other goodies and stuff but uh, uh yeah it's about the end of the plugs yes last song i you clearly but, oh fuck yeah you clearly Shit. won this one all right well if that's the case you know what i think i think you know satana from the first album i think that's a, that's nice. a solid one end so thank you so much for listening and watching everybody see ya